1: from doing some things that are not of earnest report.
0: God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Albin proclaiming God's mind to you today.
1: Psalm 145 verse 1 I will install thee my God O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. And his greatness is unsearchable. Look at verse 4. Let's read it together. One go. One generation shall praise thy works to another, and shall declare thy mighty acts. Verse 5. Read it together. One go. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty. And of thy wondrous works. Praise the Lord. Verse 6. One. Go everybody. And man shall speak of the might of thy terrible acts. And I would declare thy greatness. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Want to be talking about praises. Please take your seat. This scripture is a beautiful psalm written by David the man. After God's own heart. He was in diverse circumstances and situations that sometimes did not warrant him, you know, singing psalms and stalling God um, like this, because he was not always in a victorious situation. Some of the situations he found himself in were really dire, and yet he still found ways of stalling the Lord. He said, I will extol thee, my God. Why? Because you are my king. You know, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. I like verse 3. He said, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable. So here we see David saying that he will extol the Lord. What does he mean to extol God? It's to rain appellations on God. Congratulations on God is to, is to thank the Lord and be appreciative, be grateful for what he has done. To extol him means that you want to, in your human capacity, raise him to a level where he will know that from your heart you will appreciate that your existence comes from him. And you want to do it in a way that all men and all things around you especially in comparison with other gods that they will know that this is your god and this is the god that you have covenanted to follow are you here with me say i will install thee O god my king now so you see that david is honoring praising god Because he sees the Lord not only as his Lord, but also as his king. King is a daily ruler, a physical ruler. So the God that you see, or this our God, how you conceptualize him would determine how how much you have of him. Or the kind of God that will appear unto you. In verse 3, he says that great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. David said in verse 1 that you are my king. If you see him as your king, he will show himself to you as, as your king. If you see him that the Lord is great, you will see his greatness. He will make your life great. Some people see him as Jehovah Rapha. So as long as they see him as Jehovah Rapha, he heals them. Are you here? Some see him as Jehovah Roy, my shepherd. And he shepherds them somewhere, somewhere. As for God, he is there. Your duty is to have revelation about him. And the revelation you have about him is how he will manifest himself to you. It will will depend to a larger extent how he manifests. Some see him as a provider and he provides for them. Some see him as a builder and he builds their destiny. Some see him as El Shaddai, my all-sufficiency, and he makes sure that their life is complete in him. Are you here? So, the God you see, you are always creating a God. In your head, you are always creating the kind of God you want to relate to. That's why some people have created a God that is a one-way God. Who doesn't care about what human beings do, and he will always be God. Because that's the kind of God they have seen and created in their head. But the God of the Bible is a relational God. A relationship is not a one point something. It's a dual point something. So it goes that way and it comes this way. Are you here with me? So you have to see the God of the Bible. And he's saying that his God is his king. And the, the, the Lord that he's talking about is great and is greatly to be praised. Deserves to be praised. Why? Because he says we cannot quantify his greatness. His greatness is unsearchable. I mean, when you know the end of someone's greatness, it may change your perspective about a person. You know, people will honor you as long as they cannot quantify your level of greatness. Once your greatness becomes quantifiable, then you are no longer great in their eyes. Are you here at all? Are you sure I'm, I'm talking to somebody? So when we have a Lord whose greatness is on such a... I mean, no matter how deep you dive, you see that he is there and whatever is depth for you is still shallow in his eyes. You can't... His God is too much. Overdue. Like we don't have any mathematical quantity to be able to assess the length and breadth and depth of his existence. So, because we are lost as, as infinitesimal element in the calculation of his greatness, he is greatly to be praised. <laughs> because that my mind cannot capture. And because my mind cannot capture your greatness, boy, every day I will praise you. That's why he said in verse he said, every day I will bless thee. Every day I will bless thee. And I will praise thy name forever and ever. I will praise your name forever and ever. He's a great God. He says, praises is the surest sign that you are humble before God. Praises is the surest sign that you don't see I. I has killed a lot of people. I, my, killed a lot of people, wasted a lot of people. The day that you credit the growth of this church to me, that's the day that we finished. Because I don't know how the church grows. The owner of the church is there. I cannot be the owner of the church. I'm just privileged to be here, to be pastoring in his stead. But when people stand up and say that, I, I did this, I did that, I, by my prayer, by my this, by my that, boy, you're on your way down. Because When you see an aeroplane flying, I keep telling you, something is holding it. Anything you see flying, there is an invisible hand propelling it that you are not permitted to see and to know. And that is why the pilot cannot put the hand on the chest that it is by his skill that people have landed. Because anything can happen if God decides not to hold that metal in the air. Am I talking to somebody here at all? Tell somebody that this is your life is God who is holding it to. And he's holding it with his unsearchable greatness. So when it comes to praises, tell somebody when it comes to praises, don't see yourself, see God. And every day, tell them, every day, learn to see God rather than yourself. And tell them that the moment you see yourself more than God, you have ceased existing. Because God is always greater than man. Praise the Lord. Clap your hands. Bless the Lord. I want to show you something briefly. (laughs) Verse 9. In fact, verse 8 says that. The Lord is gracious. And full of compassion. Slow to anger. And of great mercy. So here in verse 8, we see the psalmist revealing unto us some of the attributes or the nature, or if you like, call it the virtues of God. Graciousness, compassionate, slow to anger. That's a very patient God. And of great mercy. That slow to anger there, if we decide to concentrate on that one, I would say that it is the reason why you and I, we are still here. Because if God decides that he wants to be prompt in his anger, there will not be room for you even to say, I'm sorry. So by the time you know, ashes on the ground. see, when you read the Bible, it says that God forbears with his people. Forbears long. He he just gives us the long rope of patience. Even in our misdoings, misgivings, misdealings, misdeeds, misbehaviors. Even the man who has been saved by the blood of Jesus is still misbehaving. And God is very slow to anger. You know, when I hear some preaching, as if the New Testament believer is like different from the Old Testament believer, even in, in uh, conditions of living, sometimes it's very funny because under the Old Covenant, God made provision For all these things. His mercy was there. To give them the space. To cover them. To make them. I know it's better covenant. With better promises. And all of that. But they were still living with God. And there cannot be any problem living with God. Except you think there's a problem living with God. So the Old Testament believers. They were still living with God. And when God is the one who is watching over people. There cannot be a problem. But here we see that they were just misbehaving and God was killing them. Then we are here. We are misbehaving and he's not killing us. Do you think we are better than them? No. They were in a covenant with him. He called them my own covenant people. In fact, he called them my children my children. He boasted about them f- to different nations, from one nation to the other. He said, these are my people, don't touch them. When he was warning people that don't touch them, he himself was killing them. His own covenant people, though. But somewhere, somehow, he has decided that even though he has not grown older, he has decided that he will be slow to anger. Because if I look at the way I I do things, sometimes, I don't even know why he gives me permission to come and stand here. And I don't know why he allows us to see another day. It's just because he has just decided that he will be slow to anger. He will be what? On that count alone, he deserves to be praised. On that count alone. And please, don't let us lie to ourselves that. Because of... You see, when you don't see the God factor in totality, you begin to lie in small corners. You know, like you say that, oh, it's because of the blood of Jesus, that is why I'm not being destroyed. No. In the old covenant, God had a covenant with his people. He was there for them. (laughs) He was there for them. Even... no. Ananias and Sapphira. Was Jesus not dead? I want to ask you. Was Jesus still alive? In the book of Acts. When the Holy Ghost was killing Ananias and Sapphira. Was Jesus alive? He was dead. The blood was working. But God was very quick to anger. Quick. Quick. And you and I. He's been very slow to anger. That is, we have to thank him. It's not a license to continue to misbehave. But we just have to thank him because he's been gracious to us. If you go through a whole month and you come to the end of the month, there is a reason to thank the Lord. He says he's gracious. Put that scripture there. God is gracious, full of compassion. Slow to anger and of great mercy. Then I like the verse. Verse 9. I'm showing you why we should be thanking God. So that when you wake up, nothing in your head should tell you that it's because of the way you slept well. That's why you are woken up. You are woken up because somebody is compassionate, tender in mercy, great in mercy, slow to anger. Now you can say yes, yes. She- Verse 9 says that the Lord is good to all. (laughs) He's what? Preach with me. The Lord is what? The Lord is what? Good to all. Say the Lord has been good to me. Even when you don't know he has been good, he's always good. And he has not been good to some and bad to some. He has been good to all. I'm showing you scripture. Why we praise God. Because the Lord has been good to all. The Lord is still good to all. The Lord will still be good to all. Good. Not bad. The Lord is good to all. He's good to the poor man. He's good to the rich man. He's good to the one who is sick. He's good to the one who is healthy. He's good to the young. good to the old. As long as you are alive, you are alive because he's been good. Praise the Lord. You are alive because he's been what? You know, sometimes we complain and we don't even know why we are complaining. For instance, you know, in every, I mean, or in most economic management, you see that even when you are complaining about high school fees, a greater chunk of the school fees has been subsidized. Either you don't know, or you are refusing to recognize it. Now, when you meet an international student, then you will know that the levels are different. <laughs> Whereas the Ghanaian is paying maybe whatever, you know, some small coins, the Nigerian, just a stone throw, you can even run to Nigeria. In Ghana, he's paying three, four times what a Ghanaian pays. Why? are we still always complaining? Because we don't recognize that he has been good to us. We don't recognize that even in the fee, I'm not just finding it, I'm just giving you an example. Even in the fee that you are paying, you don't recognize that a greater chunk of it has been subsidized. Your fellow Ghanaians who are made to pay and they call them fee paying, you see the difference. Don't you see the difference? So, I'm saying that even when you are complaining, there is some goodness there that possibly you are not seeing. That's what... No, no. If you go there, I'll have a problem this morning. <laughs> some subsidies cushioning you. Are you here? Yes. Cushioning you. And you are still complaining. But the Lord has been good. God has been good. That's why I praise him. Look at that verse very well. The verse is very nice. But it says, the Lord is good to all and his tender mercies are over all his works. His tender mercies over. Do you understand what it he, he means for the mercy of the Lord to be over all his works. You are one of his works and then the works of your hands, your children, they are all his works. When God covers something with his mercy, what is he trying to do? He's trying to prevent judgment from consuming the thing. So, he puts that tenderness. Mens- tender mens- he's jealously guarding this thing from being destroyed. Jealously. Now, you just ask yourself, the way I have lived my life, must God jealously cover my life from Satan burning me down? Maybe it's just a question you have to ask God. The way sometimes you rise up and you don't pray. The way sometimes you gossip small, small. You know, the way sometimes you are angry, small, small. The way sometimes you don't give offering. The way sometimes you don't even bring the tithe. (laughs) Like the way sometimes you plan to give an offering of a particular quantum, but something you realize that your credit is low and then you you do temper with God. Like, why should God cover you with his tender messes? God just revealed to me what somebody wants to do this morning. Yeah. Hey! His <laughs> tender mercy. Look, there's mercy and there's tender mercy. Yes. He, he just covered all his works like that. He said, No, we you should not. We mention men try, men try, we men, men try. Or call November, Or call 2023, Men no. Are you here? You will live long in Jesus' name, yes. but when you are living, you must live meaningfully. So in verse number four, it says that. Look at that. God is expecting that as you are living, he's expecting a job to be done with your life. One generation shall praise thy works to another. And shall declare thy mighty works. That is, we should be exemplary in praise to the next generation. You must be saying thank you Jesus with so much meaning that your children will learn how to say thank you Jesus with meaning. The people around you. They must learn how to appreciate God for the ability to swallow saliva. When you say thank you Jesus, why, why are you always saying thank you Jesus? I just swallowed the saliva and I'm fine. I know somebody who ate egg and something choked, the, I don't know what is inside egg. Didn't choked the person. She was in the hospital for a month eating egg. Egg choked somebody. You think I'm joking? One day, there's a man of God that will come here. He's come here, he's a prophet. Come. When he come, I'll remind him and we'll tell you the story. When my, bishop, my pastor comes, he was in the hospital for many months, almost died. Almost died or died. Egg. Water has just choked people and has finished people. One generation shall, shall teach another generation how to praise this God. It's not talk talk. You, you have to get to that point where you praise God. And if you are saying it and they are not hearing it. You roll on the ground to, to illustrate to them. Okay, Show by illustration how to praise God. This God who has jealously protected my life. My family jealously look, the devil has been scaring us. I'll kill you, I'll kill your children. But every day you see that you are alive, something is protecting you, and he's been good to us. And he's going to be. I like it. He said, The Lord is good. He didn't say, The Lord has been good. The Lord is that when we go to tomorrow, he will still be good there. Praise the Lord. Are you here at all? The Lord is good. So we are going to praise him this morning with some radical praise. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. We are going to praise him. Look, next verse, he said, teach that one generation how to praise God. So today, what you are going to do is that as you are praying and you believe that it's bringing more goodness, you are also praising because somebody who is rigid reaching Barry by your side must learn how to flexibly, humbly praise God because they did not come here because they came here they came here because a God brought them here and you want to praise God ah, until they will learn how to praise God I mean, today's strength is not for you to be gossiping, today's strength is to spend all on God. Are you here at all? Is that like when you get a woman you love, it says that, Bomeka, Bomeka. Person of Bomeka say me do sorry she Jesus, Bomeka Lagoon. God has been lavishing his love, spending on us, when it's time for praise, we have to lavish our lives on God. Say that you are the reason I am covered. You are the reason I'm alive. Are you here at all? Sometimes you are there and you are deep in your thought that ah, you have life. Oh. The Bible said that the common denominator for praise is that let everything that has breath, breath, breath is what is required for praise, not money breath that he's been good he's giving you breath are you here at all that even if you are here you are in tattered cloth the fact that he has given you breath you must praise God I feel like somebody is going to praise God today and we have to praise God until the next generation will come and watch this clip and know that that this day when you came to church you were willing to say that God take it all If I praise God today and after today my life ends, it's good. It's good that I poured it all on him. Is God talking to somebody here at all who is ready to praise God on a daily basis? Every day. And today we are going to praise God. So let's stand up. It's not talk talk. It's today's more of uh, praising God. Yeah, 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 It's practical. You have to praise God. You have to shake that bone that is trying to catch arthritis. You are, are you here at all? You have to shake that throat. Sing with that throat that is trying to be infected. Do something. Praise God with radicality. The, this particular as and as you are praising God, you see that his goodness, his grace is being showered on you. Praise the Lord. His goodness, his praise will be showered on you.
0: You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keeper's House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keeper's House Chapel International. Broadcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at ww.kershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 244 177 831 or 0204-916-168. Experiencing Jesus Birth in Ministries.